Hi there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm Jan M. Flynn, a writer who would like to think that I'm living an active life of the mind, but really, a lot of the time I'm just kind of banging around in my own brain. If you too sometimes get stuck with the voices in your head, I invite you to take a break by listening to the ones in mine. So there's two things I'd like to call to your attention right up front. Thing one, I want to hear from you. What would you like to have overthought on an upcoming episode? It's easy to get in touch with me, and you don't have to put yourself on a mailing list to do it. Email me at heresathought8 at gmail.com, contact me via my website at janmflynn.net, or DM me on Twitter at janmflynnauthor, and you'll find those links in the show notes. Now, thing two, if you've ever had a dog, if you've ever loved a dog, if you've ever been driven a little nuts by a dog, or found your life changed by a dog, then you'll want to get hold of the next Chicken Soup for the Soul collection, which goes on sale in bookstores and online on January 24th. Its title is Chicken Soup for the Soul, Lessons Learned from My Dog, and I'm tickled pink to say that I have not one, but two essays in it. It's available wherever you get your books. Or, if your favorite bookseller doesn't have it, they can order it for you from Simon & Schuster. Again, that's Chicken Soup for the Soul, Lessons Learned from My Dog, going on sale January 24th. A collection of uplifting, heartwarming, and often really funny reads about the dogs who take us on as their best friends. Now, on to what I'm overthinking this week. Well, it's the first week of the year. Our life odometers have just clicked over. Again. Already. Maybe you're old enough, like me, to remember that hokey device they used to use in old movies where they'd show the passage of time by having pages fly off a calendar. That's pretty much what the beginning of the year feels like to me. It's pretty inevitable, baked into us, that we're going to spend some time wondering what the hell happened to old year and how new year might be different. The mood of the zeitgeist, if I'm reading it correctly and speaking in very general terms, seems to be that 2022 was mostly an upgrade from 2021, which was pretty bad, and definitely better than 2020, which really sucked. I sure hope that 2023 will continue the upward trajectory. Of course, very little of that is within my control, and all the big problems that existed in 2022 climate change, war, political divisions, an apparently unpredictable economy are still with us. So, Like a lot of us, I do what I can at the start of the new year to pave the way for the future I'd prefer. I make plans. I set goals. Boy, howdy, do I set goals. And it's a double-edged sword. I set goals for myself with near-religious zeal. My goals range from the overarching, like, live my life to the full, to the trivial, water the houseplants today before noon, I'm the person who is driven by a calendar, by reminders on my phone, by to-do lists, which are everywhere, on my desk, the kitchen counter, post-it notes stuck to my car's dashboard. In my writing office, there's a whiteboard with my monthly goals, complete with in-month due dates, written in dry erase pen. I hide the eraser from myself until the end of the month, so the only way I have to obliterate the tasks is to carry them out. I get a small thrill as I cross off each step toward a goal, and a lovely endorphin rush when I complete it. That's the upside. 
Goals that don't get accomplished in time? Well, those items hang there, naked and ashamed, bearing witness to my sloth. Either I hurry up and do whatever it takes to finish them off at the eleventh hour, or I have to admit abject failure and carry them over into the next month, like a stain. It's not an ineffective method. It does what it's designed to do, which is to get me to spend enough of my time in ways that will result in getting through a list of focused tasks, all of which are meant to lead somewhere more meaningful than getting the laundry done. That's merely a to-do list thing. Often, once I've posted my writing goals at the beginning of the month, I stand back and survey my whiteboard the way a mountain climber probably stands down at base camp and cranes their neck toward the summit, feeling determined, but also a bit daunted. The top of that peak looks impossibly far away. At the end of the month, I'm pleasantly surprised, more often than not, to find that I've slogged ahead all the way to the tippy top. There is a lot to be said for simply putting one foot in front of the other and not stopping until you run out of mountain. But here's the rub. There's always another mountain. And once you think you're supposed to continually climb, you tend to just keep gritting your teeth and heading upwards which is maybe better than hanging out all season down at base camp in your mummy bag, eating trail mix and chatting with the yaks, or yakking with the yaks. But in your zeal, you may overlook one important thing. You could be heading up the wrong mountain. I mean, it's still a mountain, but it might not be the one that gets you anywhere significant, like to the other side of the whole mountain range. Just because you're working hard and heading upwards doesn't mean you're going in the right direction. And maybe this year, I need to switch mountains, at least a little bit. Okay, enough with the climbing metaphor. My point is, like all habits, goal setting itself needs to be re-examined from time to time. And I believe that this year, I've reached that time. I'm noticing two things. One, that my satisfaction with my achievements is diminishing in almost exact proportion to my increasing anxiety over doing more. I mean, so I achieved more than I expected to this month. I still haven't done X. I've reached the point where I don't have goals so much as I have goads. It's too much stick and not enough carrot. The other thing I notice is that being goal-driven can diminish quality it leads to a get-or-done mentality at all costs. When this happens, it means I've fallen into the error of thinking that I'm here to achieve those goals, which really are nothing more than elevated tasks, instead of remembering that the only reason to set goals is to serve me and my vision of living a life I find most meaningful and satisfying. Talk about putting the cart before the horse, or the yak. I am hardly the first one to figure this out. Over 2,200 years ago, the Bhagavad Gita caught on to the trap of endless, obsessive goal-setting. Here's what it has to say. Those who are motivated only by desire for the fruits of action are miserable, for they are constantly anxious about the results of what they do. Okay, I never said I was a quick learner, but I'm a willing one. And one thing I've learned about my somewhat obsessive goal-setting is that it's a replacement for trusting myself. As if, unless I'm constantly breathing down my own neck, my life will lose all structure and meaning. I'll dissolve into human pudding. So, in 2023, or for some portion of it anyway, 
I'm embarking on a bold experiment. I'm backing off on goals. I'm not saying I won't have reminders or a to-do list. I'm way too forgetful and easily distracted to function without them. But I'm going to see what happens when I operate under the assumption that, left to my own devices, I will choose to spend my precious time in meaningful and satisfying ways. Now, at this point, I've been setting goals for myself for so long that letting them go is a little scary. And I think that's a good sign that it's probably the right thing for me to do. Whatever I do or don't do, or get done or don't get done, the sun will still come up in the morning. And I'm pretty sure that the most important thing I can do is to appreciate that fact. Wish me luck. I'll let you know how it goes. And I wish you a happy new year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. If you haven't yet, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please help build our audience by leaving a star rating or a review. Remember, I'm always looking for input, especially suggestions for topics that you'd like to have overthought for an upcoming episode. Please reach out to me. I love hearing from you. And you'll find easy links to reach me in the show notes. So until next time, may whatever goals or plans you have create less stress and more joy in your life. And may all your thoughts be good ones.